What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So we're going to talk about a mustache. We're going to talk about a famous mustache, Raleigh Fingers. I don't know if you've heard of him. Those of you who have heard of him, the first thing that really comes to mind is his mustache. We're going to talk about how it is the mustache that ended a Hall of Fame career. In 1986, Raleigh Fingers refused to shave for the Cincinnati Reds. And after that, he would never pick up a baseball again. And his career was over. I mean, of course, his career was was coming to an end anyway. But let's dive into what happened here. So there are more than 250 players in the National Baseball Hall of Fame. And for the most part, their careers ended the way you'd expect. Either just choosing to call it a day or, you know, for... For a small handful of guys, it's due to injury or tragedy. But there's only one player in there, as far as we can tell, that had a career come to an end, at least in part due to a mustache. And that's Raleigh Fingers. I mean, he's extremely accomplished. I mean, parts of 17 seasons in the bigs. He was part of three World Series winners. He threw the final pitch in two of them. He made seven all-star teams. And... He's one of a few players to win Cy Young and MVP in the same season. And he got into the Hall of Fame on his second try. So he's done things that very few baseball players have. But let's be honest, that's not why we remember him. We remember him because of his beautiful and glorious handlebar mustache. So let's talk about how this started. So Raleigh Fingers started pitching in the major leagues in 1968 with the Oakland A's, but he didn't have the mustache at the time. He appeared in 154 games over his first four seasons as a clean-shaven pitcher. There are pictures of it. And he wasn't alone. I mean, when he broke into the bigs, most of the majors had been facial hair free for half a century. I mean, a lot of teams had rules against it. Remember, this is back... Back then, it was just a different time than we were in today. Although today, the Yankees still have a facial hair par- policy about against beards, which, in my opinion, they really need to get rid of. They need to get with the times, because why? You know, why would you? Why would you force players to to not have beards in 2022? I don't think that's that's really benefiting anyone. I don't think anyone cares if you have a beard. But anyway. That's neither here nor there. But basically, um, back then, there were a lot of teams who didn't allow facial hair. Because they wanted their players to look clean. And Raleigh Fingers, you know, first few seasons didn't have any facial hair. And then all of a sudden, you get to the 1970s. And what happened was you have a couple A's players, Felipe Alou and Reggie Jackson. Of course, Reggie Jackson, star player. They started to grow mustaches. And, you know, the A's didn't have a rule against it, but, you know, they were, they were the first to do it. And if you go to 1972, their star outfielder, Reggie Jackson, arrived at spring training sporting facial hair. And it was his teammates, actually, not the management, but teammates that didn't approve of it. So they came up with a plan. They all started growing their own mustaches at spring training because of Reggie Jackson. They want to get him to shave his off because they figure that their manager would tell everyone to shave them off and then Reggie would have to shave his off too. So they thought, okay, if we all grow it out, then 
management is going to get annoyed and say, okay, everybody has to get rid of it. And then that's how Reggie would get rid of his. So one player, or actually, no, it was the owner, Charlie Finley, team owner. He saw an opportunity here. He offered each player and coach an extra $300 if they grew out mustaches by April 15. And that was opening day of the 1972 season. And 300 bucks was about a week's payback then, according to Raleigh Fingers. So the owner came down to the clubhouse on opening day, gave us all their checks, and you know that was that was all that mattered to the players. They were happy about that. They got you know 300 extra for growing out mustaches. And then on Father's Day, June 18th, so management was not against it. Obviously, if the owner's paying players to grow out the mustache, because it was like. A marketing opportunity for him because on June 18, Father's Day, their owner, Finley, he introduced Mustache Day. He provided any fan with facial hair free admission as long as they were with a paying fan. So, you know, this would normally attract you know, fathers. You know, guys could maybe buy one ticket for their child, and then if they were having if they have a mustache or facial hair, they could come and free accompany the child. That was the idea, and. The A's were in first place by this point, so most of the club just stuck with what was working. And honestly, they just had mustaches all year, right? On up until the World Series. And, you know, in retrospect, they played against the clean-shaven Cincinnati Reds. And this series was billed as the Hares versus the Squares series. And the the manager for the Reds at the time, you know, the Reds had a no facial hair policy. They were, he was saying, oh... You know, millions of kids see our ball club on television. We want them to see neat, well-disciplined men. Well, anyway, the Hares won. The Oakland A's won with all their mustaches. Raleigh Fingers got the final out against Pete Rose. And, you know, that was that. Was that. So the next year, several of the Oakland A's broke out the razor. They decided to shave. You know, that was fun while it lasted, but not Raleigh Fingers. He said, I can't take it off now. It would change my identity. Besides, my wife would shoot me. She loves it. So it also marked a turning point in his career. Raleigh Fingers would make the first, would make his first All-Star team in 1973, and he would be selected in five of the next six years. I mean, if you just look at how his performance improved, you know, without the mustache, his first few years in the big leagues, his first, you know, from 68 to 71, what is that, four seasons, five seasons, he had a 3.53 ERA in 397 innings. And then after that, from 1972 to 1985, he had a 2.71 ERA. Obviously, I know it's not the mustache, but hey, you know, there was a turning point. Correlation does not equal causation, but you could argue that this has more to do with things like a young pitcher finding his way as he matured. But hey, you know, we can have a little fun here. He did have a turning point in his career and become an all-star once he started wearing the mustache. So he kept the mustache for his remaining four seasons in Oakland. And then, yeah, I mean, he kept it during a bizarre three-day period in 1976 where he was traded to the Red Sox. He wore the uniform, was sent back to Oakland as the deal was overturned. He kept it during his four seasons with the Padres. He kept it when he joined the Brewers for the final four seasons of his career. And meanwhile, all this time in Cincinnati, the band persisted. They did not allow mustaches i mean it, it was very you know it was a very conservative team i guess and 
at that point, you know, this is towards the end of Raleigh Fingers' career. So the Reds band was still alive and well in 1986 when Raleigh Fingers was a free agent looking for work. After a pair of very successful seasons with Milwaukee in 1981-82, he missed all of 83 with a torn muscle in his forearm, returned in 84 in the first half before missing the final two months with a back injury. And yes, he was able to return again in 85, but he posted a career-worst 5.04 ERA at 38 years old. So he was a free agent. He was looking for work. And in early 1986, February 1986, it was reported that the Reds had extended a non-roster invite to Raleigh Fingers as long as he shaved. And the GM said, I don't know how he feels about shaving the mustache, but it's important to us. Literally words from the Reds GM. And two weeks later, the Reds opened camp, spring training camp in Florida, and Raleigh Fingers wasn't there. No mystery why, obviously. And he just didn't feel like he wanted to cut off his mustache to play ball. And Raleigh Fingers said, the mustache is my trademark, and it has been for 15 years. I'm not about to shave it off just to play baseball. So, yeah, the Reds told him they wish him well, but we have a policy. And that was that. So no one else brought Raleigh Fingers into camp for 1986. And that was it. Raleigh Fingers' career was over. Obviously, his age, run of recent injuries, and poor 1985 had something to say, say about it, as well as the mustache dedication, but... I mean, that's really how it ended. I mean, he didn't even enter spring training simply because, you know, he had the invite, but he just didn't want to shave. And that was the end of his Hall of Fame career. So, yeah, that's that's the story of how Raleigh Fingers stuck to it. I mean, to this day, to this day, as far as we know, Raleigh Fingers still has that handlebar mustache. It's his trademark. And I guess, you know, when you've already put together when you've already had a hall of fame career behind you now you can be satisfied knowing that you could just retire and, and be done with it and you can stick to it but a lot of players don't have that luxury they need they, they have a job they need to keep so they just comply with the rule but Raleigh Fingers was able to stand on that and you know that's what we remember him for it's on his plaque his hall of fame plaque has that you know that mustache that definitely part of it because it's what we remember him for so that's the story about it, about Raleigh Fingers' mustache, but that's going to do it for today. If you enjoyed this, please share it to someone who'd be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.